0: are listening to the harford county living podcast thank you for coming and please send any suggestions or comments to podcast at harfordcountyliving.com the harford county living podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes can be found at harfordcountyliving.com come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite rss feed or itunes if you would like to be a guest on the harford county living podcast free of charge please contact us at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com we will begin the podcast right after this. It's almost that time of year once again. That's right. Santa Claus is coming back to Joppa Town on Sunday, December 10th at the Joppa Town High School for the annual Joppa Town Lions Club Breakfast with Santa and Holiday Bazaar. There will also be local craft vendors on site so you can do your shopping while you and your kids, of course, are eating breakfast. Tickets are only $10 a piece and children 5 and under are free and you may buy tickets either at the door or online at JoppaTownLionsClub.org. That's JoppaTown with the E. They got a full menu pancakes, waffles, bacon, sausage, eggs, juice, milk. You name it, they're probably gonna have it. So make sure you make it down there. I also understand there's gonna be some crafts for the kids to make. So once again, come to the annual Breakfast with Santa and Holiday Bazaar sponsored by the Joppatown Lions Club on Sunday, December 10th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Joppatown High School. Like to welcome everybody to the Harford County Living Podcast. Got a full table this time. We have, of course, Sarah from Four Seasons is back with us. Good morning. We have, what if it's afternoon when I put this on?
1: Oh, good afternoon, good
0: evening, <laughs> and good night. <laughs> we, we have Nitty Owens from, God, I'm going to pronounce it wrong already, Sapare. Right? Yep. Solutions. Okay. And we have Clint and Brian Michaels from State Farm Assurance. All right. So, um, Sarah, let's start with you first since it's the holidays. And actually, um, talk about two things, because we were supposed to do a Veterans Day podcast and it sort of got messed up. That's why it never went up on the Internet. Oh, it didn't? No. I'm a bad boy. I'm sorry. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was poor communication. We need to work on your communication skills. What? (laughs) I didn't know it didn't go
0: up. Oh well, it just goes to show me that you're not paying attention to the website. That's really not the point. (laughs) (laughs) So you got two. You started another new business, right?
1: Yeah, because I have nothing better to do with my time, and I have all this free time running my kids six days a week to MMA and soccer and the landscape company. So then I decided to start um, a construction concierge branch to the business. So we take care of everything now. Uh, anything from I say painting to paving just because it circles back around the the alphabet so uh, roofing gutters decks um, additions painting paving concrete uh, anything you can need at your home or uh, or residence we do commercial as well and basically I'm a one-stop shop anything you need to have done I come out to your to, to meet with you and talk about what you, Need to have done your home, whether it's one or five projects, and then I, you know, put together the estimate, get the contractors together that are going to do the work. Um, I find that people often want more than one project done at their home. They don't know where to start, or they're calling companies that don't ha- answer the phone. Um, and then Phew. there's the whole trying to convince people you want licensed and insured companies. You don't want to just call, you know, your, your neighbors stepson's girlfriend's brother or whatever you know you, you want to make sure that they're a licensed license company and not somebody doing it on the side because at some point in time you'll regret going that 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 Avenue um, and I um, you know contractors want to do the work they don't necessarily want to field a hundred questions or answer the phone every time you call but they're very bad about written communications um, so it's kind of a niche that's kind of developed itself over the past few years. And I have a lot of really great relationships with contractors in the area. And so now I'm just kind of slowly starting to get everything together. I've done a bunch of paving uh, paving jobs, decks, steps, that kind of thing seem to be popular right, right now. And uh, it works really well for uh, real estate agents. Um, Real estate agents and commercial lenders, um, insurance companies, like anybody that needs licensed and insured contractors to complete work for whatever reason, be it, right. (laughs) So real estate agents, you can, you just send me over the home inspection report and I'll get estimates on getting all the work done. You only have to deal with me. So you just hey, what's the progress on whatever as opposed to having to reach out to your electrician and your plumber and your this guy and that guy and whatever, you just one person, one central point of contact. If we had a
0: realtor here, we'd have all bases covered. We have the insurance <laughs> agent and then with all that you need somebody yeah. to organize the stuff too. A B to C, Right. Z. Yep, right. Yeah, yeah. So
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, so so in all my spare time <laughs> <laughs> I decided this was gonna be a good idea and uh, yeah. So so far it's, it's working. Out. And with the
0: holidays too, yeah. you guys are you've got the lighting going on, right?
1: Yes, holiday lighting. Um, we purchase the lights and uh, you pay for them, but we purchase the lights and and install them for you. Because a lot of people don't want to either they don't have time or they don't want to get up on the on the roof and do the gutter line. <laughs> um, and it's holiday lighting is not as easy as like wrapping a strand around a bush and calling it you know what I mean like if that works for you that's fine but there are people that want more intricate holiday lighting uh-huh. done and so we take care of that we wreaths and lighting um, whether it be on your gutter line or, or icicle lights or
2: your trees or whatever whatever your. Is there a uh, timeline? You know, you have to call, What give you guys two weeks notice, or what kind of lead time do you look for at that? No,
1: you don't have to. Um, we have, next week is full already, um, because we have returning clients that want their stuff set up before Thanksgiving, so that on Thanksgiving day, they can turn the on the timer, and then, <clears throat> yeah, and it's done, and everything's done on timer, so you don't have to worry about it. So it'll come on and go on and off at the, at the, a Prescheduled time, I guess you can say. Um, and then January we come back out and take it down.
3: Hmm. Are the light chairs, or are they the customers?
1: No, they're the customers. Okay. So then we we box them up and we label them and everything. They come in. They we put them in a um like a Rubbermaid container and you know store them in your garage or whatever. And then check them the next year and make sure nothing needs to be replaced.
0: And I was everything. gonna say, what if they if they don't have a place to storm? Do you will you guys storm for them? Mm. Or should they call Nettie? <laughs> <laughs> I can help them find a place to store them.
1: <laughs> well, with it, it's usually everything fits in. I mean, we do have a client that has a few six-foot wreaths.
0: What? Yeah. Six. Wow.
1: And they the do have room the house. to store. What yeah. size yeah. is your door?
0: Yeah, it actually
1: <laughs> hangs on the side of the house. Yeah, and I want to say it's beautiful. it's sure. ridiculous. It's like 40 <clears throat> feet in the air or something crazy. These guys climb the ladder. I it goes up in pieces. I don't know, but they have room to, They happen to have room to store it all. But for the most part, your lights just are in a Rubbermaid container. It fits pretty easy, uh, you know, in your in a garage or something. They,
4: but. When when they purchase lights, do they like you have a catalog or a selection that they go through, or?
1: So what we normally end up doing is suggesting the type of lights that we want. We recommend that you install because. A lot of people—I'm going to get this wrong. Iridescent lights. Mm -hmm. People will attach like ten strands, and I want to say that you're only supposed (laughs) to attach two of them per extension cord. Watch your electric
0: meter just spin
1: (laughs) per extension cord. Otherwise, you can cause a fire. Your electric keeps running, right? Um, But the uh, The LED LED. lights, yeah, the LED lights—you can connect a lot more of them per extension cord, and they don't drain your. Electricity, like the iridescent ones do. So, the iridescent ones are not—they're not economical, and they're not really all that safe.
0: Can you even buy them
4: anymore? Oh yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. They're okay. still yeah. available. Yeah. You can buy them at the
1: dollar store. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so I'm not gonna lie. I like the light that they give off better. But I mean, I'm also not trying to have 17 extension cords running around right. my house because I want all, right. all of these—all of these lights. So, oh, but my house doesn't get done. PS and I'm throwing that out there for my husband's benefit because I normally actually start giving him a hard time like two months ago and I don't know where November came from so I'm slacking but my house doesn't get done
2: folks should start there start at your house
1: yes my husband says that that's uh free and so he's not doing it
0: I yeah, run the company, you go, but Chris. I don't, get the right. I don't get the
1: lights. That's right.
0: I'm going to hear it this year too because every year I've already, I've always turned my flagpole into a Christmas tree.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: made the mistake of doing it once, and then my wife wants it done every year. Are you not doing it this year? No, I need a new flagpole. Oh, okay. You know, because it used to be easy to take apart, but we had a bad storm or whatever, and the winds. It literally, I thought somebody cut my flagpole, mm. but it was the wind. Just you know, aluminum will only last for so long, and it sheared it so we had to redo it to fix it I and mean, it's just a pain to take it apart which also gives me reason to get a new flagpole now now they have the telescoping flagpoles which i want to make it a lot easier to do the christmas tree lay yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so because i don't do ladders
1: they don't have one on remote that would be pretty fancy huh <laughs> flagpole on remote you press the button it comes down you attach your lights it's a 20-foot flagpole
0: up. not something that goes on a camper wouldn't that be cool if it was oh, on the you. Oh, I didn't make the, those. No, I have thought, no idea if they do or not. Yeah. I'm
1: patenting that idea if they do.
0: Oh. well, no, You just said it out. <laughs> yeah. Give everybody your number and how to get a hold of you in case they want their lights done. Yeah, Maybe they'll come out and do yours, too. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, you can call Pam. She's uh, anxiously awaiting your phone call at the office, 443-390-9273. What's the website? Uh, www.fourseasonslandscapemd.com.
0: Is it spelled out for or yes? F O U R. Sure, that's it. Yes, okay,
1: Pretty sure. just, just
0: checking. <laughs> Pretty sure, <laughs> Brian. God, talking you know, from that to insurance, transition you're, that. Yeah, you're, I mean, State Farm, you offer a little bit of everything, yes. Uh, well, I guess you could even say how important it is, with especially, I just Talking about what you're doing with the contracting, I just saw um, this morning one of my friends posted they live in a condo and the people above them redid the bathroom, but oh, they redid it themselves. Oh, they they didn't get any permits or anything, wasn't licensed, no con. Sure enough, it's all leaking down into his place now. Mm. Right. You know, but it, I mean, how important is it for something like that?
3: Well, the nature of condos is you're trusting all your neighbors and stuff too because everything's intertwined there. Um, condos are a different kind of beast. They're, uh, it's owned by the organization, right. the condo association, and then we're just covering contents and upgrades, that kind of stuff, so there's multiple uh, entities that get involved in a condo claim, so that's something that's, uh, you know, it gets a little more dicey than just a normal homeowners or renters insurance type of claim. Um, this time of year, a lot of people talking about the ice and snow mm-hmm. and uh, roadways, that kind of stuff. I guess I'll start first. Let's go roadways. Mm-hmm. Um, this is out there right now. We're having daily conversations on this, but the insurance industry right now for the auto market, um, there's let's face it, there's more drivers right now on the roads than ever before right. in history. So um, more drivers. Gas is still relatively cheap from what we've had. Um, when, you know, when we were $4 a gallon. And mm-hmm. you're talking about more accidents than ever before. So does anyone here, Clint doesn't count, and I brought along. <laughs> <laughs> Clint is, uh he's been with me eight years, Clint? Eight and a half. Eight and a half years. Yeah. Um, so he'll get into some things too. But what do you think the uh, number one cause of auto accidents is in the U.S.? Number one cause?
0: Distracted driving.
3: Distracted driving, by far. Actually, eight out of every 10 accidents that, that you see on the road, Distracted driving, eight out of ten.
2: Is that Has that increased?
3: It has gone up astronomically since cell phones
2: Mm.
3: came into play. I was gonna say, gadgets,
0: because with that, with with, I mean, at least in Maryland, it's illegal to talk on your cell phone or definitely text. But are the insurance companies going after the car manufacturers? Because you buy a new car now, you got the. DVD it screen yeah. it's all built in.
3: Yeah. That's part of the other problem we're having these are the conversations we're having on a daily basis too is, um, You used to be able to not that it was a good thing but you used to be able to rear end somebody and it'd be 800 bucks and you could always say yeah 6 800 bucks. There's no such thing anymore really. Mm-hmm. Um, right. yeah. Cars are smart so there's sensors in them. There's you know it's different types of paint the way that they're they go together the mold types the way all that fits together. There is no small claims like that anymore. So you'll have the customer call in saying I'll probably handle this one on my own. And we're like, okay, and you can do it outside of insurance, and we have nothing right. to do with it. Um, but uh, then we get a call the next day, or you know, three, four days later, once the person's got an estimate, and they're like, holy cow, this thing was twenty-two hundred dollars. Well, that's that's yeah. normal anymore. And they'll say, you know, I only tapped it. You know, I just <laughs> tapped it. I barely saw anything, but that's just the nature of what it's become. Wow, um, I guess now that's why you're getting these cars now that stop by themselves. Correct. Eventually, you're leading right into it there. It's the, um, eventually, that's what's going to happen is there should be less accidents. That's the theory. Less accidents because the cars are <laughs> – there's more drivers, but self-driving cars, cars that are stopping on their own, cars that are beeping for changing lanes mm-hmm. should at some point when all cars have that – should reduce accidents and that should help insurance rates come back down but there has been a general trend in the last you know three to four years of auto insurance rates going up and that's why right. insurance companies are paying a lot more money so that's the auto side on the homeowner's side condos renters all that kind of stuff freezing pipes oh, uh, the yeah. last oh. couple of years we've gotten kind of lucky uh last winter wasn't that bad yeah knock yeah. on wood head i have bar. a funny feeling this winter's going to be very cold but those and most people don't typically find those until the spring. So oh yeah, I've they had they break
1: the post uh, bibs and the the pipes and the walls in the garage and the front of my house uh, replaced
0: i you said idea. that because that reminds My wife told me the other day to turn off turn the outside off, speakers off. I yes. forgot. As so you yeah. start Our hearing
4: are, uh, freezing are overnight, turn, turn off, turn Let the mids, turn that water off. off. Maryland's funny like that, too, because a lot of times you may have December or January will be 70 degrees, and you know people will turn on the you know hose or whatnot, yeah, yeah. but you you got to remember
3: to shut the water off. Uh, otherwise, you may have a problem. A lot of times the leaking's on the inside, so you could be out there washing your car have no idea finish washing your car and you go inside and you've got you know a foot of water in your basement oh. um yeah That's so usually the first use they've cracked over the winter and they expand and all that kind of stuff and then they once you turn them on in the springtime so turning hose actually disconnecting hose is another key a lot of people right. still leave hoses connected and mm-hmm. water expands so that comes back up into the hose and can break from that way too so take it off could um, also
0: break your hose too
3: absolutely split the hose um and then you got the ice damming which is a a lot of contractors getting this but redoing roof type stuff and a lot of times there might not even be damage to the house it's just water in the gutters keeps getting frozen coming right. back up makes its way under the shingles and comes in the house but there's really no damage to the house and it it melts and goes away and it's like everyone's looking for a problem there may not have really been one you just got to keep the the gutters and stuff clean yeah and so it might just be a one-time occurrence but that's that happened Stanley. to
0: me my house oh my god years ago when we had it was a big i mean very bad ice storm It was before 2000, so you weren't here. Um, But it just, ice piled up on the roof. And then when it finally started melting, I looked on my outside wall, you know, inside the house, and you could just see the water coming down inside the house on the wall. And, but come to find out too, those roofs back then were very thin. Right. Um, So eventually I had to replace the whole roof, but I think it was eighth inch thick boards on there that was it yeah Yeah, there There was a class action lawsuit against the company that Mm -hmm. actually built them years ago but for some reason a lot of people in in town didn't Mm -hmm. you know go through with it they just or they i guess they went through with it but they probably didn't replace their roofs. they took the money for something else here and (laughs) there's
3: so the biggest thing with these claims Mm -hmm. i would that i get into and yeah Clint can get more into this one but um what we do in our office is insurance is proactive. It's not mm-hmm. a reactive type of thing. You think of it as reactive because the claim happens, let me call it in. But you've got to know ahead of time, and actually sit down with someone. You really should sit down with someone and review your policies probably every two to three years at least. Yeah, uh, we encourage every one and a half to two years because um, things change. Um, yeah, again, we'll get into it in a second. But some of the things we find and we call them insurance reviews, we find some biggies that you know people had no idea so you've got to be proactive on and actually looking at policies when we bring on someone new to State Farm and they bring their policies in from their current insurance company we dissect them you know just see is it right does it match what you really should have and should need and, again, you find doozies in there. Not all not all policies are created equal, and you can't right. just look at the bottom dollar amount. Clint can probably get a little bit more into that. Uh, well, well, who wants to
1: read 100 pages nobody. of the Nobody. That's why you should have
3: well, an agent, to be honest with you, to right. say, here's what, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. here's what you should have. So have somebody that's in your corner to help with that.
4: Some of the, the biggies I see when when um, I'm starting, let's say, a new business quote, um, going through the homeowners, um, a lot of times I find that people's dwelling coverage is way underinsured because previous company was not counting their finished basement that they have for example. So they may have, you know, 500,000 square foot in the basement. What? Now they're, <coughs> you know, 50, underinsured. Or they did an addition that was never added on and uh, it's not there. So if the house burns down, guess what? It's not going to be built, you know, basically the way it was. Um, other things as far as coverages, limits, uh, back of the sewer drain, uh, maybe wait—you know—they may not have it. It's one of the probably the number one claim in Maryland, um, or maybe it's fairly really? limited. Um, so, I don't know if you guys remember, like, what was it, four or five years ago? We had that—you know—five-foot snowstorm, and then a five-foot snowstorm, and then oh, the yeah. and then the melting, yeah. and then a rainstorm yeah. after the snow. Yeah, and all the power went out, everything else, and flooded so the when basements.
1: 2012.
3: Something Yeah, something like 11 that. or 12. We didn't have yeah. enough phone lines in my office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the
4: call-ins. Yeah, we had... I mean, there's a lot of people that were calling that were insured with other companies and they were upset they wanted to change their insurance because they didn't have that coverage. You know, oh, too late. And, and too mm-hmm. late, exactly. Right. So.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, with, with that, because you hear a lot about, like, flood insurance
3: for mm-hmm. homes, but a lot of people don't have it because... They're not a flood zone, so no one's forcing They're not a flood them, zone, but... Yeah.
0: but what if let's say your your hot water heater breaks and you're away? You come home, and
3: you have water everywhere. Wouldn't that be? Yeah, that's, that's burst pipes. So that's that's a covered loss. on yeah, pretty much every policy I've ever seen, I don't know, uh, if okay. you, if it isn't. But yeah, burst pipes are fine. So there's okay. a difference between flood insurance and say black backup sewer drain that
4: type of thing. So water damage, um, you know, from hurricane, you know, rainstorm wet type of thing. That's that's a covered loss under a regular policy. But flood insurance
3: is sanding water rushing through the home, so coming in a window, coming through the floor, coming in the front door, high water pouring in. It's a different coverage through FEMA that has nothing to do with your normal homeowners policy. And the
0: reason I ask that is because a a friend of mine, they couldn't get flood insurance because they weren't in the floodplain or whatever, but yet their slab sunk down from the house, and they had to have a comp They had to pull everything out flooring everything you come in and have a company come in and jack up the i think i may have asked you about this because there was an underwater spring mm. but yeah. insurance wouldn't cover it it's earth movement
3: so that's the answer that's, for everything that's, 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 <laughs> yeah now if that water came through the sump pump and you do have a good policy that has <clears throat> backup sewer drains with good limits on it because that's another catch is we see a lot uh, of policies okay. come through where the limits might be five or ten thousand and to fully finished basement to clean it out to fix all the walls, to replace all the stuff damaged, five or ten grand won't do it. No. <laughs> but there's a lot of those policies out there, and again, the consumer a lot of times doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And it, that that breakdown might be on, like, page 8, 12, something like that, where all the rest of the coverages might be up front. So you sometimes have to look. Right. So that's why it's having someone who has a trained eye just to kind of glance at it with you it never hurts. That's what I always tell people. We can look at it, it never hurts. If it's a great policy, you want to keep who you got, leave it. But let's look at it.
0: What What about... and. and, and I'm sure you would be able to answer this, because this is another problem I see a lot of people having with their homes, especially when you live near woods and all. Termites.
3: I mean, is there like a termite in the short? No. Insects. Yeah, insect yeah. rodent damage, no. That's wow. kind of uh wear and tear of a house. Like, in- for that, you're supposed to keep your house maintained, so that's you know that's we can't <laughs> right. so you could have a house out in the middle of the woods right. and of course at some point they have stacks of wood right up against the house which is a big they, they're gonna, yeah they're going <laughs> to probably have termites at some point right. that's a it's how it just became as a maintenance issue that's not considered a sudden claim that just happened like a tree falling or a windstorm or hail damage that's usually the best way to describe a homeowner's claim happened at one time bats, in the, bell fr- one. bats in the belfry not covered yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bats in the for You better go to the doctor's and get the shots Still, <laughs> so. yeah. Wow. So again, water coming up through a sump pump hole is covered if you have backup sewer drain. So that's where maybe raining real hard outside and while you saw water, how did it come in the house? How did it come in the house? If It right. came through the sump pump. It's good. Right. It's covered if you huh. have the, if you have that endorsement. But if it came through window wells, underneath doors, all that, that's runoff water. That, that's not a homeowners policy. So. That's what we see that, and that's that's what those insurance. I'll give you a couple examples, and maybe Clint can throw one or two in here. But um, we've been doing these for so many years. These insurance reviews, just our existing customers, just bring them in. Let's sit down. Let's look at what's changed. You have You know, who's the new drivers? Teenage drivers? This that, and some of the ones that I've had. My, one of my most memorable ones was a guy who doubled the size of his house. Um, two years before, you know, prior to us meeting, he doubled the size of his house we had it insured for the original house they nobody ever called us like how are we supposed to know oh so we start to go through the rebuild calculator which we do that on many of these insurance reviews let's look at is your house insured right because we don't i don't care what we insure for as long as we can rebuild it you know right. i don't care what you paid for it i don't care what it's worth can we rebuild it mm-hmm. um so that was his issue he's like yeah we had it on a couple years ago we doubled the size of it well you would only get half a house if it burned to the ground you know that you know it was never a thought by anybody to contact us so that's that would have never gotten picked up on a company that wasn't reviewing them you know right. just having a because it never came up in conversation anywhere else oh it's good that you guys mm-hmm. do that because how yeah.
0: many i mean how many homeowners are just going to sit there and say oh let's review the insurance <laughs> <laughs> a nice saturday it's, afternoon well, no, <laughs> i mean because we yeah. used to have an in-ground swimming pool mm-hmm. and got rid of it but i never called the insurance company I mm-hmm. never even thought about it because, you know, you figure everybody always wants to buy a house with a swimming pool, mm-hmm. you know, and apparently it increases the value of your house.
3: Maybe. Well, well it, mm-hmm. one of the things Maybe. I found
0: out, after my insurance company had called me and I told them, I said, yeah, it's been gone. It dropped my insurance. Mm-hmm.
3: There's it, something you, know, you not have not a to... It's
0: liability anymore.
3: That's right? what I was going to say. Yeah, you got to mm-hmm. think about liability. Anytime we have a customer that says they're putting a pool in or it has a pool, um, we talk about an umbrella policy, it's right. it's an excess liability policy that covers if someone gets injured there, uh, if someone drowns there. You can have all the signs you want around saying, don't trespass, but if a neighbor's kid jumps the fence, they're your policy liable. is still getting used. Yeah. Um, so pool equals extra liability coverage, you, you just have to. I, f- I feel the same way about new drivers, new drivers should have, ex- you should add extra liability. Yes, it's more expensive, but they're more likely to have that accident than you are, So. You're getting sued with them. They're driving your car.
0: I'm just telling my I mean. daughter to wait until the driverless cars come. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> see, all
1: Call I see with that is somebody that somebody can hack it. I oh, watched. Yeah. I watched. Yeah, something. Well, yeah. you know what I mean? Like,
0: what yeah. you I, think of all that, the cars nowadays? You buy a new car. Most of it's on usually one wiring harness. So if something electric goes up.
3: Where's it going to go? Right, yeah, who your whole car's right?
0: down. Yeah. hmm I mean that's. I mean, granted, there are some out there. You have separate wiring harnesses, which are good. But
2: I think uh, the benefits outweigh the risks by far. I mean, the chance well, yeah. that the one car gets hacked, and you know, hum- the chance of getting in a car accident when we leave this room is significantly higher than something like that. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially when mm-hmm. some people come flying around here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. More drivers play. on the road. Out. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. time
4: this time of year too. Um, Always no, like to throw out the reminder watch out for the deer, slow down, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. watch, yeah. out deer, watch, watch out for deer. Watch, it's something I tell them.
1: They always have a friend, that's mm-hmm. what my mom always told us. If you see one, they always have a friend, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But the other thing is, too, and I, I for years, it, it, people drive on around motorcycles. A lot of, as we like to say, four wheelers or whatever, don't look out for the guys on the motorcycle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. You see a lot of that, too, and tractor trailers. I, one thing don't I,
1: get me I, started on tractor trailers. Well,
0: here, but here's the thing: what a lot of people don't realize, you'll see cars and they'll, they'll pass the tractor trailer and come in front. They don't realize that tractor trailer takes more time to stop. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. Especially However, around. there are also plenty of tractor trailer drivers out there that are not properly trained. The companies well, that don't is care. True, too all they need to make sure of is that you can drive forward. They don't even care if you can back up. And like coming here today, somebody pulled on to 152 or no. Coming off 152 onto 40 mm-hmm. the tractor trailer, there's plenty of room for him for him to be to stay in that his lane. No, all the way over. And I was doing 60 miles an hour.
0: Oh, so you were exceeding the speed mm-hmm. limit
1: by five miles. <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> You're lucky. That's all it was. My car's the only one that's not tracked, by the way, for speed. because Don't Brian's tell like your my insurance, insurance company. Agent. My insurance <laughs> company. <laughs> my insurance <laughs> company, <laughs> my insurance I didn't hear company State Farm. I'll throw that. out there. <laughs> um, But. And you know what? And they call me. I mean, we go over my policy every Good. year, because I for, I'll forget. You know, we added a piece of equipment, or we sold uh, something. Luckily, my agent is also a friend of ours, so he
3: knows mm-hmm. knows been, what's going what's on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what's
1: changing? Yeah. So he and he, we sold a trailer last week, and I never thought about telling him like, what's it going to drop my policy twelve dollars? I mean, whatever. But um, he's like, hey, I need that information on that trailer you sold. I was like, how did you even know we sold a trailer? He mm-hmm. said, so it was on Facebook. I need the that's
3: information on that. <laughs> I was going to say. I was
1: like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll get that for you.
3: That is, that's you... another point with State Farm, though. It's largest company, <clears throat> the largest insurance company in the country, but nobody sees it that way. Everybody sees it as the local agent. It's just your local contact agent's office with everyone right. in there, and you get to know them, and just like that, you get to know your customer. So a lot of times we can help you be proactive just because we know you. You just can't get that with... I was actually insured with Brian 000. before I started working
4: for him. So I moved to Maryland and I ended up getting insured with him. And I bought a house and uh, went up to the office meet him. And he's like, "Hey, you want some mulch? You know, like <laughs> I just moved in the house. You know, needs out there putting out mulch, and he had extra. We loaded so. his truck up with mulches, and he
3: went and mulched his house with my leftover mulch from the office.
0: Don't put the mulch by the wood pile by the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might have
1: termites. Although I know a guy. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> now what what. Is, types of insurance because you're hearing about all different types of insurance yes
3: Mm -hmm. our i mean the main things that we do uh it's a lot but i mean state farm has opened up to pretty much most types but it's um auto insurance homeowners insurance renters condos uh small businesses we do a lot of business and contractors um life insurance is actually a side thing but that's probably my favorite one to talk about and then uh disability um Long-term care, yeah, and also banking. You know,
0: yeah. one, one of the things I've been hearing a lot of people get,
3: which I, I don't understand, but they get it anyways. Pet insurance. We do not offer that, but okay, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, there. That's through I, more internet-type companies. And, okay, but it's it's a booming thing. I mean, pets. Pe- people spend a yeah. fortune on their pets. Oh, I know. I yeah. did. Who knows if that'll come down the pipeline someday? But um, wow. it's definitely out there.
0: Life insurance, I'm going to have to get you on for another podcast for that because, I, yeah, I know we can sit here and talk all day about life insurance. Yeah,
3: that's the one I get the most passionate about. Um, you know, I'll, I'll keep it quick on that one, but it's just that's probably the product that's most misunderstood out of all yeah. of them. Um, and it's the one that nobody's forcing you to sit down and talk about. And it's not an easy subject to talk about. I mean, how do you just say, you know, when you die? I mean, that's about the only way to say right. it. But, mm-hmm. Um but someone's forcing you to get auto insurance. Doesn't I mean you have to always pay your bill. Um, someone's forcing you to get the homeowners, the mortgage company is. Uh, but the when it comes to the life insurance, there's nobody. There's nobody that's saying, hey, you've got to do this. You've got to protect your family. Your family's number one. That's, In my opinion, it's more important than home and auto insurance. Can my, what's my family going to do the day after I die? You know,
0: funerals what aren't well, funerals
3: aren't cheap. Funerals aren't, and my paycheck's gone and it's amazing. the next day. So what happens?
4: Yeah. It's amazing, too, like um as far as people's budgets way they prioritize things like we may you know offer some life insurance and and they're thinking 20 bucks a month and it might be you know for what their needs it might be 50 to 100 um and they think that's huge but then their
3: cable bills 200 and their phone bills yeah. 100 So where's the priorities? You could live without those things, technically speaking. I know it's hard to say that, but you could live without those, but the life insurance really, the family can't. And we've had too many instances that we've had just with our own customers that we've seen where we've had the conversations, talking about it, never happens, and then something bad happens, and they're not ready. And we get those calls where some people call in asking if their mom took out this or did my dad have that. I think the average
0: cost. When somebody dies, I think cremation is like five thousand. I think the average cost for a burial was like
3: ten thousand. I think yeah. both those numbers are kind of cheap from what I've been hearing. Right, you from okay. customers, yeah. but yeah, and that's
4: that's just that's the just immediate basic. cost. Yeah. That's, that's that's not the one including right replacement of income. You know, there's mortgage, college bills, you know, yeah. debt. They're not there anymore. You know, See, my
1: so. grandparents already had their plots and everything paid for, so it was strictly the funeral costs and they had the exact same thing my grandmother's was fifty dollars more because she wanted to make sure her hair done was hair, her hair was done. <laughs> but it was yeah it was ten thousand a piece
2: mm-hmm. for them and, and we were, that's just you know that's basic and probably, that's yeah. just the funeral home yeah, yeah. right yeah. you're not talking and you're i'm imagining you know they're not necessarily financially contributing to the family at that point you take the person who is the primary you know financial contributor out of the equation and yeah. Every next day is. the next
3: day is totally different.
2: Yeah.
4: So you've got to protect family. And 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 you mentioned primary, the other person if even if they're not working, they're contributing oh, huge. huge. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. now, now someone is a single parent, you know, what now how are they gonna do the same job they were doing, you know, handling children, taking care of things, you know, all the things how that were scared. done.
3: Yeah. So there's a there's a financial factor that as well. Mm-hmm yeah right. it's actually a responsibility is what it is but nobody's forcing it on you so right. that's what we try that's what we try to do that's what our reviews are for let's just talk about it we can't force you to do anything but we'll just talk
0: now how do people get in touch with you
3: um they can go you know it's old school as far as company goes where it's the agents you can walk in and all that but it's very much new school because now we do texting we do um email websites so facebook. you can you can see us <laughs> our facebook we have a google and facebook site that a lot of people are now using a lot more, so you can look up Brian Michaels, um, either one of them, Facebook or Google, and you'll find it that way. Phone number, uh, office number is 410-638-0101. Uh, the office is actually located in downtown Bel Air. I've uh, been there for uh, 17 years.
0: Um, We're bouncing downtown.
3: On the corner that, that just sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> We're bouncing downtown. <laughs> downtown. It's the corner of Hickory and Broadway, okay. uh, somewhat near St. Margaret's. Yeah. Um, okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. And, yep, yep. I passed by your office the other day. I'm
3: a lot of people remember quiet. the office from when I bought it in 2004. It was um, needed a lot of work, and there were a lot of trees and stuff. So first thing I did when I got it was I took down all the trees, and then it, all of a sudden people noticed the property. Like mm-hmm. They didn't even really know it was there. And then mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, wow, And it has that much little land with it? And it has yeah. this and that? Um, and then we just got into the guts of it. And literally, I took that house. Um, my dad and I did most of the work and because i couldn't afford to uh, pay a contract do everything but um we have a past of working on houses too so we know what we were doing um so i was the general and i'd hire in a plumber electrician this and that right but um i mean we got it, it was plaster walls inside gutted the oh, entire wow. thing um, red all new windows the red, red, <laughs> red shag carpet um state yeah, farm red got or it or out another. it was state farm red actually <laughs> Um, so I got all that out of there Um, it was an absolute mess dug trenches to put lights in you know on the sign and all that kind of stuff and um, the house was actually built uh, in 1860 and it was added on to in 1920 or something so yeah um, the blue house no No. it's white white with maroon shutters okay yeah right on the corner Um, had a lot of surprises in there you know when we did the gutting Found, the, the bats uh, in the Belfry. It, right? <laughs> <laughs> Something else that rhymes with bats it was rats. They were up in the. They weren't alive, but the, the carcasses were up in the ceilings. Oh, that's and even Pulled down the ceilings and these. It's oh, it was wow. crazy. I found uh, a little Morse code toy under the front porch. I found canvas shoes from the turn of the century up in wow. the attic, and mm-hmm. it's actually kind of neat. Find you'd find you turn liquor. a room
0: into a museum. <laughs> I
3: actually I didn't keep much of any of that. I kind of wish I did. Found newspapers <laughs> from the twenties. Um, liquor bottles were inside the walls when they were doing the plaster. They, and I think this is fairly common, but they just put their liquor bottles inside the wall when they were done drinking, and you, yeah, find, them, the wife. you find them years later inside the walls. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff in there. Money, wow. money under floorboards here and there. So kind of fun, but yeah. So it took a house that really needed a lot of work and transformed it, which very proud of it too. That turned and you, I'm you actually
0: took it. out the plaster walls.
3: Yes. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. It was. Uh, I've got That's a, a lot thir- of thirty yard. 30-yard dumpster, and I, I swore that I wouldn't get a second dumpster. I wanted to put it all in one load, and so I was very strategic how I packed it. And when it went, uh, I think it lifted the front of the truck up in the air when they, when they lifted it up. <laughs> but they, he, the guy right away said, "This is going to be heavy." And I think I was allowed up to five tons or four tons or something like that—three, four, five, somewhere in there. When I got the bill, it was 12 tons, 12 and a half tons. <laughs> oh my God. That wow. was a lot of plaster and wood, and yeah, it was packed very strategic. So. Yeah.
0: Now, when you finished doing all that, did you by chance call Nettie to come in and organize everything <laughs> for you?
3: I didn't know Nettie back then.
0: a good segue but. there, huh? I, <laughs> I do. You might have. Yeah, you might have. A, a professional organiza- organizer, explain to us exactly what it is you do.
2: Um it's such a wide I'm just going to field. call you niece the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's the hostess, right? <laughs> not the organizer. Um, so it's a pretty wide field. It can range from, uh, you know, having some help organizing a closet and getting, uh, shelving ideas and design ideas for that area. It can be, uh, productivity consulting or coaching. It could be, um, specialty organizing, like, you know, helping with, uh, issues like ADHD and hoarding and anxiety and depression Um, or it could be you know you're moving and you need some help with uh, getting things ready for the move or you've moved or you've done a big remodel you want to help you want help putting things back so it makes more sense Um, so it's a pretty wide field so if you say organizer you do need to ask that person you know what is it that you specialize in
0: yeah you said ADHD
2: ADHD so um I'm going to put my medical hat on okay. <laughs> just <clears throat> briefly and give you an idea. So my specialty um, is in chronic disorganization, which means I work with people who have had challenging, uh, have had challenges in organization for as long as they can remember. They've tried other solutions and haven't been able to maintain whatever uh, systems they put into place. It's affecting their daily living, and they just don't see a change coming in the future. Um, so... Most of the time, people are calling because an organizer, because they're having trouble organizing, um, and organization is a skill that happens in your brain. So there's a part of your brain called um, the prefrontal cortex, which, if you touch the, your forehead, it, that's that's right where it is. So right here in the front of your your head. Um, and it controls executive functioning. And executive functioning is your ability to organize, manage your time, set goals, prioritize, inhibit action, um, and, uh, and use working memory. Working memory is your ability to take this piece of paper and walk to the other room and remember what you were about to do with it. Holding wow. two ideas into, in your mind at the same time. So. I, uh, He's so I just can't sitting can't here with his mine. mouth open. <laughs> a great I, response.
0: I, there's a great response. I can't even, I, I, I can do that. I'll go from one room to the next, get to the room be like, what was I coming here for? Right. Mm-hmm. I just figured it was an age thing. That's day. old age. No. Right.
2: <laughs> well, so it can be, it can be age related. It can be that you didn't get enough sleep or enough water or enough exercise or the right kind of food because those factors really affect your executive functioning ability. It takes the most energy for your brain to use that part of its uh, capability, and it's the first thing to go offline. Which is why in the morning you wake up and you're like, oh yeah, today I'm going to get all this stuff done, and I've got this whole grand plan, and if I'm on a diet, I'm going to stick to the diet, I'm going to eat all these great things, and by the evening, you're eating cookies, watching TV, and nothing's happened.
4: <laughs> Just so. described last night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. So this, so that's my specialty. My specialty is helping people understand how their brain works to create an environment that supports the way that they think, the activities they want to complete, and the future goals that they have. Interesting. Yep. I'm, I might be beyond help, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a job, rare. Job. <laughs> it's a rare case that uh, it, usually it's not beyond help. It's beyond my scope. But maybe just a different specialty that uh, that somebody would need.
3: So you're not just organizing for them; you're helping them create systems to absolutely. Keep so
2: yep, I'm helping a person create systems, identify what's serving them and what's not. So this is that decluttering process. I just put that in air quotes, um, you know, so that you're you're really focusing on the kinds of things that you want to be engaged in and having the stuff around you that helps you do that. Huh?
3: You get to know these people very well.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Usually for a person to pick up the phone and call and ask for help in this particular area, it takes a lot of courage and usually they've been struggling for a little while before they say, you know what, I could I could use a helping hand here.
0: Now, how long have you been doing this?
2: Uh, since 2004.
0: What made you get into something like this?
2: Um, well, I actually I just moved here from California, and I didn't even know the organizing profession existed because even now it's still fairly young. We're talking right. like you know thirty years or so um, that it's been around. Um, and I was looking for something to get involved in. You know when I when I moved out here. Uh, the TV shows were just coming on, so you had Clean House, because you mentioned Nisi yeah. Nash, and Clean Sweep, Mission Organization, and so I'm sitting around in my new home going, oh, watching TV, flipping through the channels, and I found the shows. I thought that's pretty interesting, and then I, I grabbed a book and was reading about it, and I, there was you know, one other thing that happened. I ran into somebody who was uh, providing subcontracting for another organizer in the area, and I thought, whoa, this isn't just on TV. This is actually a profession, and so... Um, I researched it and decided, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to step into this field. Um, and right off the bat, the first client that I had would have been considered chronically disorganized, and I didn't even know what I was doing. So, in the um, in the years that came <laughs> after that, I've um, I've gone through a certification process. Um, it's about a two years master's level program um, to to gain the knowledge to be able to work with that specialty.
0: There's a certification to become proud. There
2: is. So you can get a certified professional organizer designation through NAPO, which is the National Association of Professional Organizers. And um, it's, I, it's sort of a generalist um, kind of a, a certification. You have to work, I think, 1,500 hours. There's a, a an exam. You have to stay certified and do continuing education. Um, the certification that I went through is through the Institute for Challenging Disorganization, and as I said, it's more of a master's level. There's uh, research that you have to complete and um, case studies and uh, things like that in order to in order to receive it.
0: Now, you started. What year was this? Two thousand four. Two thousand four. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to build up a business?
2: Not long. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Um, you know it. it Once once I just put my shingle out there and said, this is what I'm doing, um, there were people who were were interested. Um, There was a shift when, um, there were a couple shifts in my business. The first came when I had my second child. So I ended up going on bed rests and overnight had to transition my company from me being the person who provided the organizing to finding somebody who could take on all my clients and teach all the classes and oh wow Mm. so I literally that person who who stepped in um her name's Jennifer Merkel and I still work with her um she sat on the floor in my living room and I taught her you know this is how I run my business this is how you work with the clients and um and she went out the next day and started so that was my foray into having um employees Wow. (laughs) um And then, you know, uh, as I, the the more that I um, reached out and let people know what was here, the more people came, and, you know, it's grown, it's grown from there. Mm
0: -hmm. And how do people get in contact with you? Uh,
2: So there's a couple different ways, and it really depends on what you're looking for. So as I mentioned before, this all started, it's not on the recording, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of different um, areas that I work in, um, but as but all of them, that undercurrent is that uh, chronic disorganization. Um, so if you're looking for residential services or things that um, pertain to you personally, you can go to saparisolutions.com. It's S-A-P-P-A-R-I solutions.com. Um, and there's a chance there just to click and schedule time to talk to me. Um, that's free, just, just to chat, see what's going on and you know, what's changed for you that you're looking to reach out for help. Um, lots of resources there and uh, information to check out on your own. You can find me on Facebook, same thing, facebook.com, uh, Safari Solutions. And, um, but if you're looking for productivity in your workplace, you know, um, time management, things like that, I've set up a new site, Sapari Consulting. And if you go there, sapariconsulting.com, uh, there's a, there's a link to follow. You can do a five minute desk makeover, reclaim your office. I know it's, it's great. (laughs) Five minutes to kind of come back to a sense of normal. Um, so I'd encourage you to check that out and see, um, See if that can help you. Let me know how it goes. And, again, if you want to talk to me about those needs, I'd be happy to have a conversation. Do you? I
0: don't know how to, I don't know how to ask. What. Usually well, just, just spitting
2: it out is the well, best I, I mean, do
0: you, do you think that some people may be embarrassed? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: By the t- and that's why I said it takes a lot of courage because typically uh, there's a lot of other stuff that's going <clears> on. Uh, it's not about the stuff. you know normally it's not about the stuff and and by the time they reach out to me they've heard that they're lazy they've heard that they're a slob or you know they feel like they're dumb or stupid in some way they can't keep up with it they really do and they've been unsuccessful in other areas of their lives and so it's really impacted their relationships their space their goals and you know I I come at this from a strengths-based perspective I really feel like Everybody here was given some amazing God-given talents, and, and they may not be organizing, and that's okay. So if that's, you know, if, that, if that's what's happening for you, then I'd like to help come in and show you some tools that you can use um, to support you. I'm not looking to make you the world's best organized person, but give you the tools that make Pinch. your environment work for you.
0: Sounds like there's a lot of psychology involved in this too. A
2: little bit, yeah. but that's also wow. my interest. So I always like to look at the science behind it. Interesting. Now, uh, <laughs> where to <it> go next? <laughs> yeah, because
0: I mean, it's not what, That's not what I was expecting when mm-hmm. you came in. The, the <clears throat>
2: chronic disorganization. Disorganization.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, sometimes I feel like I got a lot of clutter in my head. Yes. You know. Uh, especially when you're getting a million things to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, but you said something about classes. You teach classes, or
4: I you do. T-
2: so I have a couple ways that you can take a class from me. I've taught classes for years at Harford Community College. Okay. Um, different organizations have hired me to do training either on site for their uh, workplace or uh, for their group, community groups. Um, I've taught nationally, and I have different webinars that I'll run. You can go to my website to see what's coming up next. Um, But I also run a class every third Thursday in Bel Air called the Simple Living Discussion Group. And um, it's just a great way to ask questions, get started, and find some support. So we have one coming up this Thursday. Good timing. Um, (laughs) Thursdays. November sixteenth at uh, seven p.m. It's at the MedStar Building in Bel Air, which okay. is right behind the festival, or kind of a you know.
0: But it's often. always the third Thursday.
2: Always the third Thursday, seven p.m. Yep, okay. at that MedStar Building. So you can pop in and check it out and uh, and see, you know, see and if a there might be some help. Work with
1: children or teenagers. I was teenagers. just ready to ask
2: that. <laughs> I do I assure you, mine's laziness. <laughs> I have yet teenagers. to meet a lazy person, so usually there's something else going on.
0: Well, I think uh, with, with the kids, too, I mean, they're always on their computers, phones or whatever. Right.
2: And, the, and I mentioned so, that, you know, that brain-based organizing and executive functions earlier. That part of your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25 years old to 30 years old. So your what? ability to organize, manage time, think about it. You have teenagers who's, you know who are willing to take risks because that part of their brain isn't fully developed yet. I know, you learn something new every day. day, Right. So you know, until a child is um, up to six years old, they're not going to be able to clean a room on their own. That's something that you still are going to come alongside. And even at age six, then you're still giving them you're breaking that task down into smaller and smaller pieces. And, you know, you're gonna go in your room and pick up all the books and then report back to me and and you break it down until you can um, you know, help them along the way because they they don't have that skill yet so i have two extremes i have one that
1: everything has a place Mm -hmm. and every day we make the bed and i have there's no mess on the floor and Mm -hmm. and you don't add anything to his room um everything what's there is there there's no additions there's Mm -hmm. no subtractions it's just is and then i've got the other one who is constant state of chaos
4: <laughs> I have the just same problem just <laughs> stuff you <laughs> just described both mine yeah. just stuff
1: yep. everywhere can't get you to make a bed and, and, and put the pillows and the and the blankets on the bed and
0: all the Why stuff to make it? sits on the getting other getting side of the bed i messed up tonight <laughs>
4: <laughs> <sighs>
0: oh, it's uh, painful yep mine's the same way yep she gets it for me I guess <laughs>
3: I've actually heard some of that. Um, I watch a lot of football, and with all the mm-hmm. concussion stuff, I, I heard them say that a lot of those with the concussions, yeah. that something's not developing until 2023. 20, so yeah. it's probably in line with what you're. Right, to and it,
2: and it's most susceptible to damage. So with yeah. concussions, you know, you're you'll find that people, um, you know, are less inhibited and have a harder time planning and you know, goal setting. So I have worked with folks who have <laughs> suffered with traumatic brain injury and, uh, it be, then working with them becomes, uh, managing their energy levels because they're using their brains, which are, you know, uh, this is going to sound not the way I mean it to, but damaged in some way because of right. the injury. And so, um, they become tired and fatigued very quickly, um, <coughs> because of that.
0: Wow. Well, you got that now. Everybody contact (laughs) contact Nettie to help get organized, and then you're going to call Brian to get your insurance covered and all that, and let Sarah decorate your house, (laughs) and she'll do whatever. So, cooking, right? You do cooking too? No. You? I'm sorry. When you first started, you said that basically we do everything. Isn't that what she said? Well, that is everything. No, that's what I, yeah, that's what I heard. I'm tired of cooking, I think (laughs) it was
1: pretty, well, okay. (laughs) Painting the paving, cooking falls in there. I get it. Mm -hmm.
2: No. I don't like to cook at my own house. Anything that has to do with your house, not your specific. Not your services. Yeah, not your (laughs) services. (laughs) Thank you. Oh. Right. Right.
0: So you just come build me a barbecue pit? Yes. Because three grills aren't enough, so I need a a, (laughs) a stationary (laughs) one. I agree. It's big enough to put a full pig in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could, yeah. I keep, yeah, one of these days. My my in-laws bought me a a beautiful smoker, offset smoker. It's big enough you can fit a suckling on there. And my brother-in-law wants me to smoke a pig really bad. So hmm. it's like, yeah, well, maybe I may have to get a bigger one. But I've been watching these other guys online, bar- the barbecue pit boys. Uh-huh. Oh my god! <laughs> if I had a ton of my, money, my wife would probably kill me because I'd be buying all the grills they have
2: on there. <laughs> Just have I, them lined up. In oh the backyard.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you don't understand. You
0: see, when you're in the house, you have your stove top, you have your oven, you got your microwave, so you could, you know, right. cook different things. We have a grill. You gotta have more than one. See, it's like, that, never mind, that's another subject. Mm-hmm. Anybody got anything to add? <laughs> Sarah's getting me in trouble here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's a, anybody got anything to add before we wrap this up? <laughs>
3: no. I appreciate um, you having us out
0: here. Yeah. 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 What I'll do is I'll have links to your websites too okay. in, in the notes so everybody can. Well, you got two websites now. I know.
2: So <laughs> pick and choose. <laughs> yours, I still have
0: your website. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, you, do you have two websites now too, or just the one? Still, just the one.
1: Just the one for right now. I have a. I have a countdown on the other one. I have to have it done by January first.
0: Well, what are you waiting on?
1: Um, you know, I'm just not real motivated <laughs> to do another website. I feel like I put everything I had into the one we have. I don't, have, I don't feel like I have anything to say. So um, Are you trying
0: to tell us you're not organized at all for the other website yet? No,
1: no. <laughs> I'm organized. I just don't have anything to give it. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, no, I'm working on that.
0: Once so. well, you get it up, let me know. So. Okay. I want to thank you all for coming out. Um, once again, if you would like to be on the Hartford County Living Podcast, uh, just email us at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com It's free to come on we encourage all organizations businesses hell even people that live in harford county to come on and just talk about it thank you Rich. thank, thank you. you thank you it's almost that time of year once again that's right santa claus is coming back to joppa Town on sunday december 10th at the Jopatown high school for the annual joppa Alliance lions club breakfast with santa and holiday bazaar There will also be local craft vendors on site so you can do your shopping while you and your kids, of course, are eating breakfast. Tickets are only $10 a piece and children 5 and under are free and you may buy tickets either at the door or online at JoppaTownLionsClub.org. That's JoppaTown with an E. They got a full menu, pancakes, waffles, bacon, sausage, eggs, juice, milk. You name it, they're probably going to have it. So make sure you make it down there. I also understand there's going to be some crafts for the kids to make. So once again, come to the annual Breakfast with Santa and Holiday Bazaar, sponsored by the Joppatown Lions Club, on Sunday, December 10th, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Joppatown High School.